Welcome to the Modernist Podcast. I'm Jeff Levine. And I'm Jeff Mitchell. Together, we're Jeff Squared. But in a cool way. Join us as we discuss arts, culture, architecture, real estate, music, and more. Now, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Modernist. My name is Jeff Mitchell, the modern home guy, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Jeff Levine with moderndallas.net. And uh, we are here for your modern enjoyment. We've got lots of things to cover uh, when you tune into The Modernist. Jeff, tell them just about a few things. Well, firstly, <laughs> it's like a game show. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, tell them what's that store. All right. Well, Jeff, let's go. Um, firstly, if you want to listen to us, find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, type in The Modernist on either one. You'll see these two good-looking bald guys. That's us. Click on that. You can hear our shows. Uh, we've done quite a few shows. Recently, we've covered topics on the arts uh, and multiple other topics with architects, designers, but you can listen to our recent show we just posted recently with art advisor Ashley Tatum. And basically, we're covering arts, architecture, design, home building, lifestyle, lifestyle culture, uh, a variety of topics, uh, Dallas-based as well as international-based. We had some great architects like Leo Marmel and uh, bringing on a few more in the coming months. But uh, that's sort of an overview of what we're doing uh, we're getting great feedback, I have to tell you, Jeff. Yeah, People I are loving so. the show. We're getting great guests like Tom Greco. Greco. Yeah. yeah. Tom's, Tom's been around a long time, as long as I've been around. <laughs> all, all this dirt. There you go. <laughs> Tom's a builder in town. We'll be talking more with Tom. And uh, Jeff, let's thank our sponsors. Absolutely. How about uh, Steve Wright from Prime Lending at TexasMortgageExpert.com? modernhomeguy.com that's Jeff Mitchell that's me buddy and then uh, check out moderndallas.net for all things modern here in uh, the Texas area and our in-house photographer Gregory Martin photography absolutely he it's, takes he's good our care paparazzi of us. <laughs> no we his paparazzi <laughs> Are we? No, he is, actually. <laughs> Didn't want to throw you off. <laughs> you tried. But, I tried. But uh, it's a great show we have. And we have Tom. Tom, this is a question we ask everybody. Yes, Jeff. What is a modernist to you? Wow. That's such a tough question. Um, I have to go with it's kind of the all-encompassing mindset. Um, for me, and I'll, I'll just clarify it with that. For me, it's more well, you the, are you. Yes, yes. For, for <laughs> uh, it, it's it's kind of the um, the exploration of uh, so many different things. It's it's just like being a foodie to some nature, or to discover um, a liquor and kind of looking back into the, the what makes it up and and what it's about. It's about simplicity. It's about genuine um, root cause type of deals. Um, for me, mm -hmm. uh, from a design sense, I look at it as more of a minimalist thing, um, where the what we build is more of a canvas uh, for for the art and uh, for what you put into the house, and and also to reflect your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get a lot more into this, Tom. So, but uh, right now, I think we want to take a break and just thank our uh, sponsors once again. We'll be back. The Modernist is sponsored by our favorite mortgage man, Steve Wright, with Texas Mortgage Expert Team at Prime Lending. We love Steve and the Texas Mortgage Expert Team because they're knowledgeable, extremely professional, and have the backing of Prime Lending, one of the top lenders in the country. And Jeff, as a real estate agent, I can tell you I've done many deals with Steve and their team, and I love sending all my clients over there because I know that they're going to be treated fairly, it's going to be a smooth and enjoyable experience, and they're going to be treated with a very high level of expertise. So if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing, go to TexasMortgageExpert.com. 
So we're back on The Modernist. I'm Jeff Levine. And I'm Jeff Mitchell. And together we're having a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. Together we're Jeffs. <laughs> and uh, moving on to part two with our good friend Tom Greco of Greco Homes. Tom, welcome back. <laughs> well, 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 thanks, Jeff and, and Jeff. Very cool. Well, I tell you what, it's been um, quite a few years from when I first met Tom at Ridgely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tom was, I would say, one of the first uh, modern or modern, using the word, sure. um, contemporary, but more leaning to modern Builders and architect, because you have a degree in architecture from... Uh, University of Texas, Arlington. Yeah, and uh, you've been building since 83, so you've been around a long time, Tom. Sure seems like it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to be the old boy at the uh, home builder meetings and stuff, where uh, it used to be looking up to guys like Shaddix and the, the Bobbitts and the Tinsleys and all, and uh, to actually be in those shoes at this point, it's kind of uh, an interesting experience. And you know what? It's it's funny. I, I, I don't know you prior to, say, 2007, when whatever you were building. You must have been building something. <laughs> sure, sure. What was it? Well, we had built um, all the way up. We'd built started over in the uh, Bentry area um, in the 80s, uh, Bentry, North Carrollton area. In Dallas um, area. In, yeah, yeah. In Bentry, uh, yeah, area of Dallas, basically northern, northern yeah. sections of Dallas and built through um, all the way up into the Burbs. Um, well, you know, to the point where we were 20 miles out of downtown, uh, we had done subdivisions of starter houses. We did custom, um, kind of a wide variety. Uh, we started out building some modern, um, homes and then, uh, as the, uh, the times changed, it became harder to find subdivisions that you could do those in that, uh, they were all deed restricted, um, for the cookie cutter type houses that, that you see out there. Um, so we would, we would do, um, the outsides look like that and the insides would be clean, uh, kind of clean design, uh, that, that worked out nice. Now, what I did learn up there was there's a fine line between, um, looking clean and looking cheap. Um, and it was almost an education at times that you had to do to people that, uh, then you had people that got it right away. Um, so, and then uh, we came back into the city in the uh, in the early two thousands uh, when the suburbs were getting uh, kind of crazy out there with uh, well the boom was was happening. And then two thousand and seven, that was your your first real venture into more modern. Correct. With Ridgely. Correct. It was the it was the first flat roof one that we had built. Um, ever, uh, you know, for me, and it was one of those things that I had always wanted to do that. Uh, but the, so you've been a modernist at heart for uh, since you probably architecture or b school or before that I would imagine. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was it was a driving thing. It was one of the the driving forces. I I loved the the, the style and the design, mm -hmm. um, and the the simplicity of it. And uh, and you weren't trying to look like um, you were emulating something from a time gone by. You were basically kind of creating mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And so what what that the house on Ridgely was was the kind of a, a proof of concept, if you will, that there was a market. Um, and uh, I remember going into that and having the model built and having the designs and all, and and uh, showing it to other other builder friends of mine and saying, "Going, oh no, a flat roof house never sell, horrible, bad, bad." <laughs> um, and uh, it, it was it was a, it was an interesting experience because it did sell, and off that we we picked up. Um, a tremendous amount of, of business and a tremendous amount of attention. And the interesting thing, and, and I always say, and, I, and I've told you this, 
uh, one of the keys that, for me, that makes Tom unique, and there's a builder from uh, the late 60s who used to create these Junel homes. Mm -hmm. And I think Tom fits that category. Tom has a certain style and brand. And I've got to tell you, it's a great style. It's a great brand. And I think that's what, that, when people will look back, like we look back at the 60s, I think people will look back and say, those great co-homes, <laughs> that guy had something going. <laughs> well, and, and we've talked about that before. It seems like every generation um, in, in most cities has a builder like that that is. It's the Wexler. It's the um, it's the Eichler. Um, it's, it's guys that... that um, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not really putting myself up in that class. You can, don't worry. <laughs> but but it's, it's guys like that that develop a style and develop a following, that, that their houses actually are um, their brand. They're, they're, they're distinctive um, and they're accepted. And when they go to sell them on the open market, you know, down the road sometime, um, it, like you mentioned, Janelle has that that stigma to it now right absolutely and it, and it carries a certain value as well just like any kind of any architecturally significant home or or brand that's kind of been out there like Junelle or Frank Welch or, or, or whatever um, but um, what you know what do you tell tell us what what do you what do you go for like what is what are you trying to develop what is what is your what is the Graco brand well um, it's it's kind of a multiple type of thing there are the the houses we design we design we only build what we design in the, in the office mm -hmm. Um, the houses all have, they're all sisters of each other. Mm -hmm. They all have certain characteristics that are out there. A lot of the flat roofs are, are pretty predominant in what we build. We do have some people that like uh, a pitched roof, of which I'm coming around to. But um, there's, what we try to do is create a, a horizontal look with some real strong vertical elements that tie it to the ground. More of a Frank Lloyd Wright type of philosophy, mm -hmm. if you will. The insides uh, want to... Um, open up they want to be every step you take or every every area you're in do you want to see something in the next area that pulls you into it and you go wow and 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 your head is turning and looking and, and you're constantly flowing through the space that way now the other thing that we try to do too is since dallas isn't really known for its great scenery outside you know there's no no majestic mountains or oceans or anything we try to create so the house turns on itself mm -hmm. where you create the courtyard uh, that that has the views from all around that you can you can do to the nines. You can put the nice pool in there. You can put the the landscaping and stuff. And it has access from all the major rooms. It has a view from all the major rooms, and it becomes actually an extension of the house or another living area. So um, that's all part of that big picture. We use a lot of sliding glass doors. We just open things up, um, if not if not visually, actually physically. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and we and Jeff and I talk about this a lot. I mean, and at least here in Dallas, you know, and I, and I think across, I mean, certainly across the state of Texas, as we've kind of discussed, there there is a modern boom going on. Um, and so you've been building since the the early '80s, mm -hmm. um, but have you seen what has there been a tipping point? When do you you know when was that tipping point in your mind where things really kind of started becoming uh, a lot more? you know, abundant in terms of the modern development that's happening? Well, it seems like when I started, there was a group of builders that were doing contemporary. And as that movement grew, um, the houses became colder uh, and they became the more the grays and the palettes. Of the, and, and I think that fell out of favor um, into something that was completely opposite of that, where there was a whole lot of real heavy texture type of deals. This is more of the white box kind of modern. E exactly, yeah. exactly. And they were they were done questionably well. Mm -hmm. There were some guys that had it, and there were other guys that just emulated them, mm -hmm. um, which which happens in every market. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
what we saw, or at least what I saw, and actually a buddy of mine at, at Classic Urban um, saw, was that there was a real void of of good design, modern, um, inside Dallas in an affordable price range. And affordable being three-quarters of a million dollars. But <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative, yes. Um, and so... To the uh, two-bedroom condo in, uh, in, in California. <laughs> Small two-bedroom condo. Yeah. So that was what prompted um, coming back into the city. There was, there's no deed. There's a lot, a lot of areas, if not most of them, in Dallas that the post-war um, areas that, that you do a lot of scrapes and a lot of you know rebuilds. There's minimal um, deed restrictions, um, and you know that that the area is going to change, and so you have the opportunity to to help guide that um, in a sense. Uh, and by what you put in there. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, until it changes, you don't want to be the sore thumb on the street. And so we developed the theory that you basically want to have a house that has a real human scale to it from the street, and then you bulk it up at the back. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can get the square footage you need, but still have the look. Um, And so that was... That was the driving thing, mm-hmm. and and it, and it got great acceptance um, around, which was like, hey, it's a gift. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, from my experience of being real estate for you know just a short ten years, I mean, I, what I've observed at least here locally in, in in Dallas is maybe just in the past couple of years have I really seen it go from you know kind of being moderately accepted to now it seems like everybody wants. A modern home or a modern condo or a modern townhome. Um, Or an influence of modern. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, Sure. Yeah, Uh, something transitional. Uh, Even bleeding into the park cities where it's, you know, historically been more of a traditional home. Now people are wanting kind of a little bit more transitional and all that. So, but uh, I mean, what are you seeing this uh, just nationally? I mean, obviously we're here in Dallas. I mean, we've seen this boom kind of happen in Austin. We've seen, we're seeing it happen in Houston. Um, But do you have a kind of perspective on, you know, is it the same across the nation or, you know, I mean, obviously California was way ahead of us there. Uh, But, um, you know, what is your perspective there? Well, it seemed like that that I had been following the California market and actually visiting out there um, in, in SoCal for decades um, and been trying to bring that aesthetic back. Uh, it it works nicely out there because there's no bugs, um, so you have to kind of do a, kind of a version of it here. Um, but then I also started to take clues from the Austin market as we've been going down to the the Prada Homes or the Home Show down there, or the AA Home Show for the better part of 10 years, looking at what was going on. Um, and it seemed like that, that as the years went by, that just kept growing and growing, and there became more and more product on the market that was that way. Um, and I, I kind of see it flipped over probably five years ago where it went from um, a, a niche to actually becoming more of a demand type of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that, that we were getting more and more calls, and when we'd put a house up in an area, you would get it would be like the billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would get a lot of interest, um, whether they were interested right then or they were interested a couple of years down the road. It was something that struck their curiosity. And, uh, well, and well, so I mean, but what do you think is in, in, uh, influencing that? Is it is it just a new generation? Uh, what I mean, what are the influences? Well, in that, and, and that, that's a good question. I think that, that we serve um, a, a, a wide range of clientele. It seems we have a demographic that is that is wide. It goes from the millennials, where you'll get the the professional working couples in their thirties um, that are definitely um, have the mindset of modern 
um, because that was like we were spoken of earlier. That was really what they grew up, the, you know, in college and in, with the with the influence of IKEA, mm-hmm. that became. And then you have the 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 older set of the or the empty nesters that are just tired of the um, trying to put on the the, the show. Um, and they want to really enjoy their house for a change. They want to want to get rid of the tchotchkes, and they want to have enjoy art. They want to cook. They want to have that that display kitchen that they can cook in front of their friends and they can entertain. Um, and so I think that has that has been part of it. And then like the other part of that I see going on is the um, when you look at like stores like Restoration, you see stores driving it um, like the IKEAs. Yeah. Um, I think it makes a huge impact out there. Yeah, I, th- I certainly think, and Jeff, you mentioned this earlier, is that the, the IKEA factor, I mean, they've they've definitely changed the game. And maybe, Jeff, you can kind of re-elaborate what you were, we were talking about offline. And just yeah, how... I mean, I, I think the important thing, you know, I came into the modern world in 1984, and sorry, 1986, and um, I was involved in interiors, home mm-hmm. furnishings. With that in mind, I mean, I remember we were talking offline where we saw the market and, and where the new developments were coming in these soft contemporary homes, these uh, stucco McMansions at the time that were sort of considered soft contemporary to where it is today. I think the biggest tipping point, and we were on the high end, so we had a sort of a different clientele, but I think where it really became mainstream is IKEA came to town, mm-hmm. and that was Dallas, Absolutely. Austin, Houston. And where that mindset, and, and I've said this for years, and I've always thought this was the tipping point, where kids went to college, and they were going with their parents' antiques because the parents were ready to turf out and start something their fresh. Their old coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, worn the, out coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Cinder blocks. <laughs> and, and came uh, the table where you do your shots, friend. <laughs> uh, and, and I think the kids today, when they go to college, they're going to IKEA, they're going to uh, Crate and Barrel, they're going to the container store. It's a very minimal, simple lifestyle they're living. I mean, so when they're getting out there, that lifestyle sort of transcends them into their professional lives, living in apartment buildings that are a little bit more hip and cool. And it all sure. plays part. And I think that evolves and grows. And they look at modern homes and they start thinking you know a starter home three to five hundred thousand maybe something they can afford because we have those in dallas mm-hmm. and and from there it grows and then eventually they come to tom <laughs> <laughs> well and you've seen a lot I mean, jeff you've seen a lot in the, in the resale market too though it seems sure. Or in, 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 sure yeah no i mean there's definitely been the staples you know like we discussed earlier the the junelles and the the, the you know the frank welches and and those guys that have kind of building those mid-centuries and and then even the 70s kind of modern, you know, up in North right. Dallas. But uh, but I just think in the past two, two years, it's been really kind of a, a total turning point. And the other, the other great thing about modern, today people aren't scared to buy modern. Sure. Th- there's a sales. Absolutely. They're yeah. getting their money back. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to go buy anything. Oh, geez, I don't know if we're going to sell it. Yeah. Today it's going to sell and it may even have appreciated. But on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our guest, Tom Graco, talking about all things modern. On The Modernist. And we'll be back. Hi, I'm Jeff Mitchell, Vice President at Briggs Freeman Sotheby's International Realty and host of The Modernist Podcast. If you're like me and share a passion and love for modern home design, then call a real estate agent who gets it the next time you're thinking about buying or selling a home. Allow me to use my 10 years of industry experience, understanding of modern homes, architects, builders, and local neighborhoods to help you find the right home that best fits your lifestyle. So next time, don't call a blue-haired realtor. Call the modern home guy, Jeff Mitchell, at 214-478-8009 or go to modernlivingdallas.com. 
Modern Dallas in Modern Pursuit, a luxury listing of local modern real estate and lifestyle news. Searching for a modern, mid-century modern, contemporary home, high-rise or loft, we simply have the finest moderns in Dallas. Looking for modern art galleries or events? Visit Modern Dallas and see our listing pages and receive our weekly updates on Modern Dallas Weekly, Modern Dallas TV, and gallery openings on Modern Dallas Art News. Sign up on Modern Dallas and find everything at moderndallas.net. Welcome back to The Modernist. I'm uh, Jeff Levine with my good buddy, Jeff Mitchell. We have our guest, Tom Greco, and we're talking about modern homes, modern architecture, um, and it's continued, part three. Yeah, so Tom, we were just a moment ago um, talking about um, you know the influence that IKEA has had, kind of in the modern space, and and um, and uh, you know I think that's an, uh, also kind of an important factor, kind of to recognize is that modern it has become more affordable. Um, now you mentioned you know your kind of price point is at three quarters of a million, mm. um, but obviously that's that's all perspective. I mean, sure. in many markets, that's just a starting point. Um, but you know certainly here in Dallas and I think in other cities, you know, uh, a lot of the people that are graduating college, you know, are, you know, transitioning to their first purchase into say a modern uh, townhome or condo. Uh, and there's, and there's plenty of that development going on, even though we discussed offline, this, the apartments and multifamily. Right. And I mean, it's, it's really everywhere, but, um, um, you know, it's becoming a lot more affordable for, for people. Uh, and I think that's also kind of a key factor in that. Would you agree? I agree. I think that um, you mentioned Ikea. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, they are affordable. Um, it's it's cool stuff. But really what they have going for them, it's great design. Exactly. And it's it's functional. It's um, and it's interesting. And it's just some cool stuff that they can do. And they, um, they bring it in at a price point that becomes more mainstream than anything. And, and yeah. you look at it, and it's like, yeah. And it may not be lifelong furniture, but it lasts. You know, it's flat pack. It's easy to get where you need it. You put it together. It doesn't need to be. Yeah, right. it's. I think the key point there, I think, is it's got great design. Great design. And it's not like putting a barbecue together anymore. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they found the finesse in putting it together. Well, with, with YouTube, though, it'll show you how to yeah, put it, it was, together. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Tom, tell us some of the key elements of, of actually getting into this well, this process of you know building a, well, building when, a modern we, home. well when we sit down with people initially um, I like to find out what the people's lifestyle is it's it's it, and that's paramount in in designing a house for people and for actually living you know for for them acquiring a house is finding out what how they live if they entertain a lot if they um, then you do it one way. If they if it's a family type situation and they don't have many people over, then you try to do it another way. If they uh, just so many different factors, there there are some common elements in all of them. But at the same token, everybody has their own lifestyle. Some people are more secluded; they don't want people looking in. They you know there's no windows on the front of their house for that reason. There's a fortress. Some people are more sexually active; they want a big master bedroom. <laughs> Yes, that that too. I was just, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but uh, excuse me. Um, you know, and, but openness. There's there's the, the common elements tend to be um, very open plans. Um, flood it with light. The, one of the, the the most the thing we get asked for a lot is we don't really want to turn lights on during the day, mm-hmm. and and you the only way you could do that was with windows, um, which is the blessing and the curse. 
because you, the energy concerns and the wind is kind of eh, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you can do that as long as you've um, designed the house right where it shades itself or and it takes advantage of... Um, the lot and itself. A- absolutely, yep. absolutely. And that's the only thing we do is we look at the lot they have, we mitigate the negatives to it, um, and we try to use the house as a, a shield to the sun um, so that the living areas outside are shaded in the afternoons mm-hmm. um, when you're out there. Uh, and uh, it's it's kind of it, it's it's the fun part of it is when you put it all together and you start coming up with sketches and you start doing some three D models, um, which by the way that alone has has changed my whole life is the ability to to show people um, a, a model and have them walk through the house before it's even built, mm-hmm. and it's it's it just changes everything. Yeah, it's, I mean I'm sure it's made that's made the building process. process. Well, well you, you've eliminated the surprise factor, right? Which, which you really don't want to see that in people's faces when you're building. People just, a house. you know, unless they're a designer or <laughs> an architect, or they don't have. It's it's hard for them to imagine kind of what that's sure. going to look like, and that just really Absolutely. simplifies things for them. Absolutely. But you know, along with the same lines as that, is we've been introducing a lot of technology mm-hmm. um, into what we do. Sure. It's you know the, the green thing has been out there for a long time, and basically everybody, I say everybody. Um, you you build to a certain standard period. Mm-hmm. You have certain um, there's a certain expectation on the air conditioning, sewer units, the the, the energy efficiency, the hot water, um, the insulation package. You mm-hmm. you build to that anyway. Mm-hmm. And so really, the next step from there is we've been going with um, we've been using technology became affordable to put in multi zoned air conditioning systems where you might have six thermostats throughout your house and each small zone, each micro zone can control its own climate so mm-hmm. that when you're in there you can adjust it like so you're comfortable but you don't have to cool the whole house down to 70 degrees yeah now everybody these days is plugged into their smartphones oh yeah so how is that affecting you know just what what you what you do as a modern builder well it, that has cleaned up a lot of clutter the uh, the smartphones what we've been going back going in with is a central um, closet type of, or a central stack unit type of deal where we're bringing all the the um, audio video and put it in one central area, and then pipe it throughout the house. And so you can you can pick up your smartphone and, and decide what you want to watch on this TV or what you want to listen to on these speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 phenomenal. Um, and then the other part of that coin is the whole home automation type deal, which is becoming so um, affordable and mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's geared to a retro type of fit into houses. Where the, all the, it's all wireless now, right? And so you can control the locks on your house. You can control your music. You can control. Um, you can have cameras. You can have it where um, I have I have it set up where I drive home, and when I'm within a certain radius of the house, it turns on certain lights for me depending upon the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have it set up that when my daughter leaves, it turns off all the lights in her wing of the house because she never does. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, parental it, control. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's it's amazing the the systems that are out there and the the affordability range those are in as they become more mainstream. It's going to be really interesting too, just to see how with with artificial intelligence and how that all that's going to come into play with this, you know, automation and smart homes and. Yeah, I'm a little worried about being hacked. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked up uh, I, I picked up one of those uh, Amazon Echoes, uh-huh. um, and uh, it can control it controls the thermostat with it. You talk to it, it controls the lights. You tell it to turn your bedroom light on thirty percent or dim the dim the living room right. lights, um, or to tune in to the Modernist podcast, and it will go out and find it for you. Um, it's Wait, we need to talk to Amazon about that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it it blows me away at the at the uh, technology and and the, the the level of it right now. 
Mm-hmm. Are, you, are, are people adapting to that? Is it something they want or are they shying away? Well, I, th- I think that the people we sell to, I think that the, the people who like these kind of houses have a certain technical um, a techie thing about them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're searching for that. They're searching for the, the next cool thing. They, and it's, they, they enjoy picking up their phone when their friends come over and showing them that they can close the blinds mm-hmm. um, you know, or whatever they could do with that, dim the lights. Turn on from, the laser beams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, and that's, that's, that's really cool. And they just really want to know about it, which, which kind of keeps us on our toes as far as you know, trying to stay ahead of that curve is you want to be able to um, introduce some things to them of which are not only neat, but are they're affordable and attainable. Mm-hmm. And that you also know is not going to give you a real pain to come back because it fails. Mm-hmm. So, How many other people you uh, build homes for drive uh, Teslas or electric cars? Actually, actually, the, um, a good percentage of them have, um, well, I say a good percentage. We've, we've built for several different Teslas but, uh, owners, but what, we, uh, what we've been doing and, and what we get requested for is the, the, the power in the garage for mm-hmm. the future of that because they see it coming. Mm-hmm. Of which, what, is, what does something like that run? I'm curious. Teslas? The, no, right. not the There's Teslas, but just, just, just the grand. power stations. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get one. Model uh, 3, I think. Yeah. No, but just this, how, to, how a house you know, can accommodate having a car like that. Well, well, effectively, what you're doing is you're wiring for 220, which is the same power you have behind your... Okay, your, so it's nothing it's, it's really... Not, it's not you know. crazy. Okay. It's pretty inexpensive. Okay. Yeah. The cost in, more in, in the scope In the scope of things. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm showing myself not to be very modern right now. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll get you there. Don't worry. Two twenty. No kidding. <laughs> what the other? The other two twenties. It's not two one ten bucks. The other interesting. It's not part, on the European standard. Yeah, really. What, what is that two twenty stuff? It's that three prong goofy looking. Um, okay, Jeff, you take it from here. <laughs> the, the appliances now are kind of interesting because they they talk to each other. Yeah. Um, and and some of them call back to the mothership to tell them they're broken. Um, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's it, it's it's baffling you know what's out there with that and really it's just a matter of time before they all start being controlled by your smartphone too because it the the dials and stuff become obsolete at some point it becomes cheaper to do with a solid state type of deal mm-hmm. I would imagine just you know with uh, water capture and solar and, and those kind of things too and how what you can do with your smartphone and with those as well that, so, those kind solar's of coming in I, lo- I love the idea of that I mean it's just uh with with companies like Solar City, where it's mm-hmm. the lease back type of deal, mm-hmm. and and you know it's it's eventually Texas will get on the the mindset that California has, where there's your 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 mini power plant, mm-hmm. and you're producing not only for yourself, but you're putting it back on the grid, and you're helping out the system. Mm-hmm. Um, How many homes are you doing with solar? Anybody um, buying we, into it? Well, we have several of them that are that are looking at it, but what we typically do is we wire for it. We will run empty conduits up to the roof. Um, and and back into the garage where the inverter would be, or where the, the 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 wall batteries, or whatever the next technology might be that comes along. So we're trying to trying to th- get ahead of that curve. Um, and then our houses are naturally suited for it because the roof is just flat. The Sierra <laughs> Desert up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you putting up there, cactus? <laughs> <laughs> now, I have looked into doing the green roof though, which is always kind of. But man, the weight on that. Is, you have to build a different uh, uh, yeah, construction. Yeah, we've been using a um, a real commercial type of uh, roofing material, TPO product, that uh, we've had extremely good luck with um, over the years, and it has a real high reflectivity to it, and so the, it, it it reduces the energy cost, which is also great. So that's part of what building a modern home is. There it is. <laughs> so, what do you think? And this is just going a little bit, but not really too far off track. 
what is the single most important element of building a modern home? If there was one thing. Wow. That I'm going to have to think on. Um, I would say the single most is going to be um, the open spaces, the, 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 the spatial feeling you get um, in a modern house with with the wide open spaces with the um but yet not feeling like um you are out of scale to it um in my mind it's also having the walls to put artwork on having it lit um because like i said earlier the house is really the canvas that you're bringing in the color you're bringing in your personality into it so and then i'll the, the second part to that is who are those clients? Because you're obviously getting millennials, young professionals, but you're also getting people who are looking to scale down. Sure. What's the common denominator? Is there, I mean, everyone, I, the, modern is the common denominator. It's common. I think what it is is they're t- tired of, especially the, they're tired of, of trying to be something um, that is not necessarily them. I think that they're looking for their, um, their inner child, if you will, that uh, this, this speaks to them. And it's, it's something that a lot of these people have, have liked modern, have been following it for decades, or that, that saw it on the West Coast and was, was too afraid or didn't feel comfortable investing it in here in Dallas. And so they, they come in, and that's probably true in a lot of markets where if you go into a conservative market, the contemporary home always had the stigma that, oh, if you're building it, you may as well plan on losing money when you sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't believe that's the case anymore. No, I don't, no definitely not. Definitely not. Um, can you... What, what's your opinion on the the whole prefab you know movement with the modern design? God, there's some great looking prefab stuff coming out there. It's you, pretty incredible. Yeah, it's some um, and a bit hard to deny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's from a price point standpoint, right now in Dallas or right now in, in this market, um, it's a lot more affordable to stick build. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you why were, is that? I think it has to do with so, the, great, so the, great, the great labor force that we have here, yeah. the, the the availability of product and stuff like that. Plus, um, it's big farmland out here. I mean, it's all flat. Whereas if you could see if you were building up in the mountains or you were building somewhere where the terrain was tough or that wasn't really readily accessible, that it'd be nice to bring your house in on a mm-hmm. on the back of a flatbed and stand it up. <laughs> so, but yeah, move there's it, some, move some, it around. <laughs> there's some great looking product out there mm-hmm. that. Blow me away! It's a, something you think you might ever get into. Um, maybe you know it depends if 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 it's um, if it, if it fits right. Um, I I look to those houses as inspiration though too. I look to really what they can do in such a small area um, or more of a confined area um, and and try to bring it to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's through the use of a lot of the same th- same tricks, the same stuff. It's a lot of glass. It's a lot of wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, ceiling changes at times that, that delineate areas. Um, with, yeah. with 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 cool design. A- absolutely, absolutely. Being definitely a, a common thread. Sure. So, um, Tom, Jeff, <laughs> where do you think? I mean, you've been around a long time. You've seen the different uh, influences of homes come mm-hmm. and go. We're in a modern period. Where do we go from here? I kind of see that, um, as I'm doing this on the fly, I think what, what, what happens is that the uh, we see a morphing from um, the modern that we build now into a modern that has a little more texture to it, more like something that you would see a modern type in the hill country type of deal, mm-hmm. where you bring in a lot of um, – right now we deal with a whole lot of natural – 
products anyway. But this is going to be natural products that have the stone that have the has the has the texture to it, but still the real clean design. And the the two of them are are so married to themselves right now anyway mm-hmm. that it would be an easy transition. You're already doing that, kind of. Yeah, it's got some great <laughs> designs. Your design is is pure of who you are, but the textures and the, the finishes and the colors, phenomenal. Thanks. Yeah. So, Jeff, what else you got? Gosh, Jeff, I think we're just about out of time. We are. Let's thank our Say sponsors. Say it isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> Say it isn't so. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> but, Tom, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, anytime. It's anytime. been great. Always admired your work. And, um Shucks. <laughs> All right, yes, I didn't he, knows, like it. He, he knows how to impress a girl, doesn't he? <laughs> no, I would definitely echo that, Tom. Uh, I look forward to the day we get to do a deal together. I'm certainly a fan of your your home designs, and uh, I know you do a great job. So, uh, on that note, I'm looking to move into one. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, as soon as Jeff and I get rich off the modernists, we we're definitely reinvesting into our our guests who were there for us. At there the you go. <laughs> no, but thanks for taking time out to uh, you know share your outlook on things and uh we appreciate it and uh tune in next week uh again we'll have the guys from josie records on our show talking about the resurgence of vinyl and uh jeff we should probably thank our sponsors one more time thank them uh steve wright prime lending texas mortgage expert.com and i know you know just personally in the, my real estate business steve is awesome i've, I've been working him uh, with him for 10 years he's been on the building side the cpa He's managed uh, money. Uh, he's a really smart financial guy and has a great understanding about the home building business and, and homes. Um, and he's a great lender. Uh, and I and often send my clients to him and they're very happy. So thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Jeff, at themodernhomeguy.com. And big out, big shouts out to moderndallas.net. That's me. Your go-to <laughs> Your go-to for, for all modern. <laughs> for all things modern. <laughs> Absolutely. And in... Um, Austin, you can go to modaustin.net, and in Houston, you can go to modernhouston.net. Gotta love it. You gotta yeah. love it. Modern and in, in Texas. And Tom, if anybody wanted to kind of uh, search you out on the internet, where would they go? Greco Homes. Greco Homes. Okay. okay. Great. And um, last, you, lastly, you can find us on Facebook. Yes. At the Modernist or the Dallas Modernist Meetup, uh, Twitter. Yeah. The Modernist underscore. There's that. And it's a wrap. Uh, we, I think we forgot Greg Martin, ah, photography. Greg, oh, thank, yeah. you. thank you. He's our uh, our personal paparazzi. How can you forget Greg? I know. <laughs> we we can. <laughs> but for this week, it's been a great time. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jeff. I'm Jeff, and I'm Jeff too. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>